0: CHAPTER ONE OF ELEVEN YEARS A Drunkard BY THOMAS DONNER. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. DEAR FRIENDS, BEING DEGRADED AND CRIPPLED BY WHISKEY, I THINK IT MY DUTY TO TRY AND PICTURE TO YOU THE MISERY AND PAIN I HAVE SUFFERED BY INTEMPERANCE. ALTHOUGH I DO NOT COUNT MYSELF AMONG THE LEARNED AND ELOQUENT IN BEING ARMLESS, YET I CANNOT BUT THINK MYSELF OBLIGED, WOULD TO GOD MY ABILITY WERE EQUAL TO MY GOOD WILL TO DO SO. I KNOW IT IS A SUBJECT MORE CAPACIOUSLY HANDLED BY OTHERS Nevertheless, I consider it as much my duty as his who is the most learned and has two arms. For rum has robbed me of mine, and I have to write this with my mouth. I will, however, use my utmost endeavors to show you the horrors of this enemy that is fighting against mankind. Now the only mission I have on earth is to do as much as my abilities will allow in keeping others from walking in my footprints. Well do I remember how I began my degraded career. I was but thirteen years of age when I began taking my first drink of the fiery poison that has carried me to such an end. My home is a small town but a short distance from Chicago, on the line of Chicago and Northwestern Railroad, and it was there I commenced the degraded life of a drunkard and followed the crafty windings of the subtle serpent for eleven long, dreary years. One Saturday afternoon I was sitting upon the fence, which encloses a pasture close to my home, whittling with my jackknife. For it was a great pleasure to me, when I had my arms, to sit and whittle for hours. It is a thing for which I cannot account, as I am not a Yankee. As I sat there, not dreaming that whiskey would drag me into the miserable end that it has, I was accosted by an old man who was coming along the road. For the fence upon which I was sitting was close to the road, leading to the main business street of the town. The old man was coming from the direction of the village, and as he came opposite me, He stepped from the road, and coming over to the fence, pulled out of his pocket what I learned afterward to be a quarter bottle filled with whiskey, and putting it to his lips, drank what he wanted, and then asked me to drink. And to my sorrow, I did not have the courage to say no, but took the bottle and drank. That was my first step towards destruction. It was but a very short time until I was drunk. I climbed down off the fence, or fell down, rather, for by this time my brain had become dizzy from the poison I had swallowed. I never felt so funny before in my life i sang i danced and talked to myself and imagined myself four times as large as i was i continued this for some time i know not how long when i came to my senses i was some distance inside the fence lying on the ground my shoes were about two rods from me on one side and my coat about the same distance on the other my hat i could not find but as it was made of straw, it is probable that some one of the group of cattle that was in the pasture and had a taste for straw ate it. What to do I did not know. I was sick, tired, and hatless. I began to think seriously how I should invent a falsehood to deceive my parents. I could go home as I ought, and tell them what I had done, and how I had lost my hat. The devil had tempted me to drink from the bottle, and now he was tempting me to deceive my parents. I went home crying. And when my mother asked me what the matter was, I told her that I was sick and had lost my hat. She asked if I was very sick and how I happened to lose my hat. If I had had only the courage to tell the truth, I might have been saved from a drunkard's life of pain, misery and shame. But no, Satan had a foothold and wanted a stronger one, and so tempted me to a base lie. I told her that I had been down to the culvert bathing and thought I had taken cold. And while on my way home, I had met a freight train, and as the train was passing, my hat was blown off, hurled beneath the wheels and torn to pieces. I then went to bed, but could not sleep, just beginning the degraded life of a drunkard. After lying awake for some time, I fell into a troubled sleep to dream the horrible dreams of a half-distracted liar. Oh, would it have not been better for me to have died before I awoke from that, my first drunken sleep, than to be left on this earth to lead a life of sin and shame. I am sure you will not blame me for wishing I had died in my youth. When you hear of the shame, misery, and pain that whiskey has heaped upon me, and will heap upon anyone who is so weak and blind as to be tempted by the pleasant feeling it produces at the time of drinking. Sunday arose with a headache, such as I have felt a thousand times since. I did not eat any breakfast, and when noon came I could heap a very little. I felt thankful when night came, for I was tired and sleepy and sick at heart. My conscience kept reminding me of the shameful deeds that I knew I was guilty of, and I longed to hide my face in the darkness of my chamber, to give repose to my distracted mind. Thus I learned the drunkard's first lesson, which the murderer, the thief, and a large number of paupers of our land will tell you was the beginning of their downfall. Oh, if I had stopped when I had learned this lesson, I might have been a man today, instead of the poor armless wretch that I am. But alas, I did not, for in a few days I forgot how I lost my hat, and how I deceived my parents. Oh yes, I forgot the sins and shame the poison had brought upon me, but the pleasant feeling it produced I cannot forget. For such is the nature of this poison. It leads you to forget the evil it brings, and tempts you to drink more for the pleasant feeling it produces. This feeling is what makes so many murders in our land, the feeling of just one glass of whiskey. For if you do not take the first drink, you will not be tempted to take the second. O oh boys, I exhort you never to learn this lesson. If you do, you will certainly be tempted to learn a harder one. It is simple, but it is a step that tempts many a noble-hearted boy on to destruction. If you have taken the first drink of this fire liquid, do not take a second, for if you do, you will be tempted to take the third and the fourth and so on, until you become a drunkard and commit some crime, for which you may be executed on the gallows, or sent to prison, Or if you are saved from this, you may drop into a drunkard's grave or become a lunatic or a cripple for life as I have. But boys, you need not come to this. You need not become lunatics nor cripples, nor need you be dragged down to the drunkard's graves if you will but take the advice of one who knows the horrors and has felt the pains of this poison. Let whiskey alone, if you have not tasted it, keep it as far from your lips as you would a dose of strychnine if you ever have tasted it never taste it again and if you live to be aged men you and your children will bless the day you followed the advice of these lines only a few weeks after i had taken the first step toward my own destruction i longed to sit for hours in some filthy saloon and talk with the inmates i enjoyed their wild and reckless mode of life if anyone had told me then that whiskey would drag me to the end that it has i would have laughed and said I should not drink enough to become a drunkard. When I saw men staggering about under the influence of this filthy poison, I would think how foolish they were to drink so much. But I have learned since, by my own experience, that it is the devil that tempts you to drink more and more, until he gets you in his strong grasp, and then you are lost, and you are liable to eternal punishment in the flames of hell, if you were not saved by a miracle as I was. End of chapter 1